Welcome to Texas Slang for Crazy. This is just a quick disclaimer that this week's episode features a really famous house of prostitution in Texas, and it might not be suitable for all listeners. This week's spotlight will shine on a shameful situation that has been allowed to exist for close to a hundred years. I'm talking about the chicken ranch, my friends. Rumor spread around in that Texas town. About to shack outside the game. Texas has a whorehouse in it. Marvin Zindler, Eyewitness News. If you've ever heard the song LaGrange by ZZ Top or seen the Dolly Parton Burt Reynolds movie musical The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, you may have heard about a little place called the Chicken Ranch. This Texas institution was set just outside the town of LaGrange, halfway between Austin and Houston down Highway 71. While this brothel was filled with big personalities, it managed to successfully stay off the radar thanks to the madam's good relations with the town, their generosity to civic matters, and the fact that they always paid their taxes. Before oil was a big deal in Texas, there were four major money makers, cattle, cotton, timber, and sex. San Antonio once boasted the biggest red light district in Texas, as well as the United States. Galveston's The Line was so well known that there's still history tours explaining it. Fort Worth had Hell's Half Acre, Austin had Guytown, and Houston's Happy Hollow. Dallas had two, with Boggy Bottom and Frogtown. Waco had one of the first, with a 19th century suspension bridge that was called both the Reservation and Two Street. Heck, Waco was the first place in Texas to legalize prostitution. For a while, Bravo's boarding houses and streetwalkers were licensed. What makes the Chicken Ranch so special was the fact that it ended up holding out the longest, not closing until 1973, far after prostitution was made illegal. We don't have an exact date of when prostitution came into this portion of the Lone Star State. Even if prostitution had been considered a big deal at the time, it wasn't. The major records of the newspaper near LaGrange were lost in a fire. Rumor had it, in a 1980s book by Jan Hudson, that the very first madam to run a brothel in LaGrange came in from New Orleans in 1844 with three ladies of the night in tow. Her name was supposedly Mrs. Swine, and no one knows if she came up with that name on her own or was born with it. She supposedly wore only black, as she was a widow in mourning for her husband. There's no proof that Mrs. Swine ever existed for real, as the only mention of her is from the Hudson book. According to the book Inside the Chicken Ranch, the last madam of the Chicken Ranch, Edna Milton Chadwell, told a very different version of the story. Originally, two women were traveling with a hired man, likely going to Austin. They got as far as the grange before the wagon broke down beyond what the hired man could repair. With no money, the two women supposedly sold themselves to get by. That's the unofficial story of how prostitution came to the town of LaGrange. Of course, the world's oldest institution got moved around a few times. Small shacks ended up in the middle of town, but that changed with a woman known as Aunt Jessie. Faye Stewart changed her name to Jessie Williams and was doing quite well as a sex worker. She and a partner founded a brothel in Guytown in Austin. They were making money, but Austin quickly grew tired of the situation and closed them out. Jessie Williams went on to LaGrange and opened up business in town. At this time, saloons and boarding houses were all the rage. Brothels were edged toward the, quote, black side of town where they wouldn't bother anyone, end quote. Okay, so racism was alive and well in Texas in the 1800s and some of the nonsense continues, but I digress. 
After a while, Aunt Jessie began to take over a lot of the business in town. The brothels ended up near a bridge, and that didn't turn out too well due to A, the regular flooding of the Colorado River, and B, the fact that people could go up on the bridge and brush up on their peeping Tom skills. Complaints started to roll through town, and Jessie could hear what was happening in Austin happening all over again. She packed up her business and with a partner bought out a farmhouse outside of town. Shortly thereafter, she paid off her partner, took control of the business, and started a PR campaign that would make Roger Stone look like an amateur. Aunt Jessie knew that to keep things running, her girls fed and money coming in, that she'd have to have the town on her side. Though sweet and proper in town, she was strict and took no crap. If you couldn't follow her rules or cause trouble, you were out. Her girls regularly went to town, were known as the nicest at the doctors and the nicest at the beauty parlor. They'd make sure to take seats at the back of the beauty parlor so they didn't rile up the town ladies. Aunt Jessie was always the largest donor for charity efforts in town, once donating $10,000 to the local hospital. She got along well with the local law, and some say too much, as one of them basically set up shop in the chicken ranch and called it his office. Folks in government and often in Austin had often visited the chicken ranch when younger, and still did on the occasion. In short, everyone knew about the brothel, but no one wanted to close it down as it had good vibes and kept trouble out of town. It was a broken hip that brought Aunt Jessie down, and even then she still ran the show from her wheelchair until management changed to Miss Edna. Aunt Jessie would retire to San Antonio before passing away and is buried here. While Jessie took no crap, it was Edna Milton Chadwell that would come to epitomize the chicken rancher's reputation. Following Miss Jessie's death, Edna bought the chicken ranch for $30,000. She was smart and with her difficult life of sex work and moving around the country, she was able to run the brothel for the next 12 years with no sweat. She established a strong working relationship with Jim Forney, the local sheriff. This led to the installation of a direct line from the chicken ranch to the sheriff's department, so if anyone got too rowdy, the local law had their backs. Under her leadership, the chicken ranch started to develop a reputation as a place of celebration for students at UT and Texas A&M. These schools have a legendary rivalry, so it's pretty entertaining that both schools took a liking to the same location. Edna Chadwell wrote the rules, including no contact with citizens in LaGrange unless it was on a professional nature. Like her predecessor, she required regular checkups for the girls and generously gave to local charities. She was careful to watch out for troublemakers and knew how to keep things private when it came to government officials who wanted to use the ranch's services. And then came Marvin Zindler, an investigative journalist. Well, to be fair, that's like calling the Kardashians foreign correspondents. Zindler briefly worked for the sheriff and district attorney for Harris County. He was part of the consumer fraud division and got a taste for what he felt was justice. After a new sheriff came into town, literally, Zindler was fired. He began to tell people he was fired because he had upset car dealers who were rolling back odometers and that hadn't been politically smart. Zindler made a name for himself when he went into television reporting for KTRK-TV. However, he ended up making national headlines when he reported on the chicken ranch. He claimed he'd been given an anonymous tip about the house of ill repute. In July 1973, he made his report on national television. The outrage was out in the open now, and politicians could no longer turn a blind eye to illegal prostitution. Well, at least a brothel that had gotten caught. Governor Dolph Briscoe gave the call to pull the plug on the notorious brothel. The chicken ranch closed in 1973, but in that same year ended up being reported on in the magazine Texas Monthly and two separate issues of Playboy. 
Follow this with a successful musical, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, the song arranged by ZZ Top, and a failed attempt at a chicken restaurant. Evidently, Miss Edna hated the movie with Dolly Parton, but I digress. Sheriff Jim Florney did not take the closing of the chicken ranch well. It was said that he and Zindler got into a fight in which Zindler ended up with two fractured ribs and a missing toupee. The anecdote states that Florney took the toupee, waved it in the air before throwing it into the street. Miss Edna moved away and the girls in her care moved elsewhere. Miss Edna would end up in Phoenix, Arizona, passing away in February of 2012. For a while, the house had a caretaker before it was sold. But unfortunately, it's now a pile of lumber outside near LaGrange, Texas. So why was it called the Chicken Ranch? Rumor has it that the reason it was called the Chicken Ranch was because of a thing called the Poultry Standard. By this, I mean that during the Great Depression, it was rumored that chickens were exchanged for sexual favors since no one had any money. According to Miss Edna, this was untrue, but Aunt Jessie played it up for PR purposes and goodwill in the town. What really happened was that a new grand jury was elected and they were out for blood when it came to vice. A few locals joked that the ladies should go buy chickens and put them in the tax books as a chicken ranch. So that's what they did. Supposedly the group went out, bought a hundred chicks and randomly fed them so that they roamed the property freely. When the grand jury was out, the chicken ranching slowly disappeared. If you'd like to find out more about the chicken ranch, there's an amazing book called Inside the Texas Chicken Ranch, the definitive account of the best little whorehouse in Texas by Jamie Lynn Blaschke. There's also The Chicken Ranch, The True Story of the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas by Jan Hudson. And Wikipedia's got a lot on Marvin Zindler. He is actually the one at the very end of our clip in the beginning with the eyewitness news. There's also some great articles with San Antonio Express. So if you want to find out more about Miss Edna, there's a lot there too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and don't forget to rate and subscribe.